it'll probably be a little weird for me personally, you know, even though I, you know, it's not, I didn't coach Dane for like 10, 12 years, but, you know, I've been knowing him quite a while, but it'll be a little different having him in here, you know, just knowing you know, what he what he meant to me as a, as, as a coach to be able to coach somebody like him, you know, I was just, I was thankful grateful to be able to have him as the leader at my first job you know my first opportunity because he a guy like him just it cleans up everything that the coach don't have to worry about you know your locker room he handles the on the floor so he made it very easy for me um, so I'm pretty sure he's he's had this uh, game circled on his calendar since the trade and I'm sure everybody in this state has too so it's going to be a lot of fun you know I'm expecting the building to be crazy I'm expecting everybody to be there and show Dame a lot of love as he deserves um, and I'm expecting a great game this is Damian Lillard and you're listening to The Briefcase with Casey Holdall greetings Blazer fans and welcome to The Briefcase episode 77 of the briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and that was Chauncey Billups discussing the return of Damian Lillard, who is making his first appearance at the Moda Center Wednesday night in a uniform that is not the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard, first time back in Portland since being traded to the Milwaukee Bucks in the offseason, making his return tonight, being Wednesday. You might be listening to this later on. If that's the case, no big deal. But the day is here, the day that many of people have been looking forward to, some people have been dreading, is here. We'll talk about Damien's return. We'll talk about how the Portland Trailblazers have been playing lately, which is quite a bit improved, actually, as well. Some of the Trailblazers who will be at All-Star Weekend, an injury update on Shaden Sharp, and we'll hear from Damien Lillard himself exclusively on this edition of The Briefcase. Well, before we get to players who are gone from the Trailblazers, let's talk about the players who are still with the Trailblazers. Portland going 1-1 one one in their last two games since returning home from that four-game road trip. In the first game back from the road trip, dropping 104-96 to the Bulls on Sunday night. 22 points, 12 rebounds for DeAndre Ayton in that game, one of his best games of the season. DeAndre Ayton playing much better basketball as of late. Seems like he's getting his rhythm. Seems like having returned from that injury. Seems like after returning from that injury and other players returning from injury as well, that things are really starting to click for DeAndre he also had 24 points, 7 rebounds from Jeremy Grant, 16 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds from Malcolm Brogdon, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists from Anthony Simons, who was coming within distance of a triple-double, even though only shot 4 of 15 in that game. But the Blazers were not able to outleg the Bulls. DeMar DeRozan with a couple shots late in the game to win that one. 20 points for DeRozan to go with 7 rebounds and 6 assists in 40 minutes. 15 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds for Kobe White. Andre Drummond coming off the bench for 15 points and 7 rebounds. A game that was well within Portland's grasp. Just weren't able to make the plays late that needed to make. Had a couple turnovers late in the game. Didn't help either. And you know, the Blazers came back from that road trip. They get him from San Antonio late. You have one day off in Saturday, and then you're right back to it with a 6 o'clock start time on Sunday. Blazers came out a little little slow in that game, I think it's fair to say, but really improved as the game went on. Gave themselves a chance to win that game. Unfortunately, just couldn't get the shots to go down when they needed to. One of the main issues, making just 6 of 33 three-point attempts. Granted, the Bulls didn't do much better just making 8 attempts, but that was just enough to tip the scales in the Bulls' favor. Blazers dropping that one in their first game back, as I mentioned, from that road trip. But then the next day, second night of a back-to-back, where the Blazers have been quite good this season, Blazers 
defeat the shorthanded Sixers 130-104 on Monday night in a game the Blazers won going away, something we haven't really seen a whole lot this season, the largest margin of victory for the Trailblazers this season. Now, granted, they didn't have Embiid, they didn't have Maxi, but still the Blazers went out and got it done in that game versus a very good Sixers squad that has talent up and down the roster. Some great production up and down Portland's roster as well. He had 27 points, five rebounds from Jeremy Grant, eight points, 12 rebounds from Jabari Walker. The reason I mentioned Jabari there too is as we've talked about a little bit lately, that combination of Jabari Walker and Jeremy Grant in the starting lineup, I really think we're starting to get enough data there. We're starting to see it often enough that we can start to put some superlatives to the way that those guys have been playing. It really seems like it's a pairing that's working well for the Trailblazers. And Jeremy, you got a guy who can score, who can shoot, who can defend. And Jabari, you got a guy who's a little bit bigger, can take on the bigger matchups at that 4-5 position, just has a nose for the ball, had double the amount of rebounds in that win versus the Sixers than any other player playing that night. But we're also seeing really great things from Malcolm Brogdon as well. 24 points, 9 assists, 5 rebounds in 32 minutes from Malcolm Brogdon. Another very nice game for DeAndre Ayton, as I mentioned, 18 points, 6 rebounds to go with 2 assists and a steal in 31 minutes. Anthony Simons, going 50% from the field for 15 points and six assists. And then you had Scoot Henderson putting up 20 of his 22 points in the fourth quarter, 22 points, four assists, two rebounds, two steals, and a block for Scoot Henderson coming off the bench. Very nice game for Scoot, but a really good game for the Blazers as a whole. Again, on the second out of a back-to-back to come out, play as well as they did, be as competitive as they were. They got down early. They only scored 20 points in the first quarter, and the Blazers' offense has been an issue this season. We're going to talk about that a little bit when we look at the offensive and defensive ratings. Just 20 points in that first quarter for the Blazers, outscored by eight. And at that point, you're probably thinking to yourself, after coming back from that road trip, second out of a back-to-back, this probably isn't going to be Portland's night. They come back out in the second quarter, score 38 points, score 36 points in the third and fourth quarter to win that game by 26 points. A rare runaway victory for the Trailblazers, which we haven't seen a whole lot of this season. And it's just great for them to be able to go out and win a game comfortably, gives you some confidence, makes you feel like, hey, we're actually are getting some things accomplished here. And that really seems to me the way the team has been playing as of late. With DeAndre Ayton back in the lineup, getting his rhythm down with Malcolm Brogdon, Anthony Simons, and Scoot Henderson really seems like we're starting to get the best out of DeAndre. You're starting to see the promise and the reason why the Blazers went out and got him in the offseason as one of the guys that they wanted to build this team around. Again, Jeremy has been playing great basketball as of late. Jabari Walker, I think, has been a boon to that starting lineup. Even if his numbers aren't eye-popping, he's doing all the little things that you want from a fifth starter. Not exactly taking up a whole lot of shots, but really bringing energy, really crashing the glass, and doing just enough to keep defenses honest. That's another thing, too. When you have DeAndre Ayton out there, you need to surround him with shooters. Jabari Walker doing just well enough from the three-point line to keep teams honest, to go along with guys like Jeremy Grant, Malcolm Brogdon, and Anthony Simons, all those guys being very good three-point shooters. So it's starting to come together a little bit for the Trailblazers. They have to stay healthy, obviously, if they want that to continue. It's still going to be difficult to get wins on a night-to-night basis, but if they play just as well as they played in their last two games versus the Bulls and the 76ers, even if they don't win those games, I still feel like you feel pretty confident about what is being accomplished. You feel good about the progress the team is making. And as we get into the second half of the season after the trade deadline, then I think you also probably see an opportunity to maybe look around and maybe give some guys more minutes, maybe reduce some minutes for some other players. Maybe we'll have some new players on the team. Who's to say? I'm not entirely expecting that at this point in time, but I've been wrong all the time. So who, who knows for sure? We'll find out in about a week when the trade deadline does elapse. But until then, your Portland Trailblazers playing some pretty good basketball, something you hope they'll be able to continue to do Wednesday night versus Damian Lillard and the Bucks.
As I mentioned, the trade deadline is coming up here. And after the trade deadline, we have the all-star break where you will be able to see both Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson compete in the Rising Stars Challenge, the former rookie-sophomore game. They change it every single year. I'm not entirely sure even what it is they do in the rookie-sophomore game anymore. I don't know if it's rookies against sophomores. I don't recall if they mix the teams. For a minute there, they were doing international players versus American players. I don't think they're doing that anymore. But either way, both Shaden and Scoot in the Rising Stars Challenge at All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. It will be the third Rising Stars Challenge for Scoot Henderson, who has competed in it past two seasons as a member of the G League Ignite. First one for Shaden Sharp was left off the team last year for reasons that no one can really probably explain all that well. The league trying to rectify that this year by including him. Though Shaden has had a little bit of an injury issue. We're going to talk about that here in a few moments. And I'm a little bit curious if they are going to have Shaden play in the Rising Stars Challenge. If he hasn't played in games running up to the All-Star break, I think it's possible that he will. But I also think it's very possible that he won't. That gives him an extra basically two, three weeks of recovery time from that adductor injury. Still a bit of time to figure that out, but he is on the team. So if he is healthy, I imagine he will play in Indianapolis. And if he doesn't play, I don't know, maybe uh, maybe throw Duop Reith that invitation. Duop is 27 years old, but is a rookie and has been one of the better rookies this year, particularly one of the better rookie big men. Obviously, you have Chet and Wembenyama. They have been fantastic. But after that, at the center position, Duop's got a pretty good case. So we'll see, one, if Shaden Sharp does end up playing, and two, if Shaden Sharp doesn't end up playing, maybe they should give that spot to Duop Reith. We'll find out soon enough. And speaking of Shaden, we got somewhat of an update about his medical status after missing the last two weeks with a lower abdominal strain. The team announced on Wednesday that Shaden Sharp was recently reevaluated for a lower abdominal strain after exiting the January 11th game at Oklahoma City. The reevaluation indicated that Sharp is making good progress and will begin ramping up light on-court duties. His status will be updated as appropriate. And he's not playing Wednesday night versus the Bucks. If he's starting with, quote, ramping up light on-court activities, my expectation would be that he's probably not going to be back in the lineup for at least another week, if that. He's already missed a few games with this injury. He came back, re that injury. So I'm sure at this point they want to get it squared away, whatever the issue is. And so whether or not it makes sense for him to come back in these weekend games versus the Nuggets... And then the three games the Blazers have at home before the All-Star break, or if it just makes more sense to sit him out until after the All-Star break, is yet to be seen. But I think there's a good chance that that does happen. Just knowing how these things go and how you generally, particularly with young players, want to play really safe with injuries, particularly when they're abdominal injuries, it can be a little bit tricky. I wouldn't at all be surprised if Shane didn't play again until after the All-Star break. This update on his status is, again, fairly vague, so I think they're probably leaving open the opportunity that maybe he gets back on the court and maybe he just feels like he's not ready, or maybe he gets back on the court and he's ready right away. I think both of those are options, but as of right now, I think the team playing it incredibly safe, which makes a whole lot of sense when you consider what's going on this season. So whether or not we will see Shaden before the All-Star break, not sure. Whether or not we will see him at the All-Star weekend playing in the Rising Stars Challenge, also not sure. But do feel pretty confident that if nothing else, Shaden Sharp will be healthy and ready to go after the All-Star break. And at that point in time, Chauncey Billups had mentioned that he was going to be starting Shaden Sharp. So at that point, we'll get another glimpse of the Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp starting backcourt. At least I assume we will. In more personnel news, Trailblazers down to 13 players after allowing Taze Moore's 10-day contract to expire. The Blazers have a couple more weeks before they have to get back up to 14 players, and that will take them through the trade deadline. I would imagine at this point they want to preserve that flexibility. They have two open roster spots, so if they do end up making a trade at the deadline, taking back more players and sending out without having to cut anybody, I think that's probably the reason why they're playing it a little bit loose with those two roster spots. If they do end up using those spots in a trade, 
great. If they don't, I imagine at that point that a guy like Duop Reith might get his two-way contract fully guaranteed for the rest of the season. He's going to be coming up on his maximum games that he can play on a two-way contract sometime not too long after the All-Star break. So basically the Blazers, as I've mentioned the entire time, preserving their flexibility going into the trade deadline, which is coming up here in the next week or so. Not hearing a whole lot about the Trail Blazers right now, which as I've mentioned on other podcasts, Joe Cronin and his staff generally play things pretty close to the vest. And a lot of those deals don't get hashed out or even really get started to discuss until closer to the deadline. I don't get the sense that the Blazers really feel like they have to do anything. I think if a good opportunity comes around, they will absolutely take it. But I don't get the sense that there's a whole lot of impetus right now to go out and make a ton of moves because I think they know that they have some time before some of their best trade ships might need to get moved. And I just don't know that the deals are out there right now. It seems like a lot of teams feel like they're competitive, not a whole lot of teams feeling like they're maybe one guy away. You can go back and listen to this. It'll probably be a freezing cold take in a week. But as of right now, not hearing a whole lot about Trailblazers and the trade deadline. And that's not entirely surprising for me. We will see how that shakes out soon enough. Checking in on the Trailblazers' offensive and defensive ratings as we do all season long here on the briefcase. Trailblazers now 29th in offensive rating, which is where they've been for some time now, at 108.2 points scored per 100 possessions, which puts them ahead of the Memphis Grizzlies and behind the Hornets, which is about the same, about where they've been for most of the season. They have had a slight uptick in their defensive rating. The Blazers now 21st in defensive rating at 116.7 points allowed per 100 possessions, which puts them ahead of the Raptors and behind the Mavericks. And that's a little bit of an improvement from the last time we checked in just about a point per 100 possessions allowed better than they were a week ago, which is that thing moving in the right direction. I think the addition or the return, I should say, of DeAndre Ayton is a lot of the reason why that has improved and just getting players back healthy, having more options, I think obviously (laughs) results in better play. And as I mentioned on the recent edition of the Blazers Balcony with Brooke Olsendam, while Duop Reith and Moses Brown and Ibu Baji have done a very nice job filling in They are not of the caliber of player, at least at this point in their career, that DeAndre Ayton is. So getting DeAndre Ayton back out there is definitely going to make a huge difference on both sides of the ball, really, which is why their net rating has slightly improved as well. They're minus 8.4, which ranks 27th, which is ahead of San Antonio and behind the Wizards. But once again, that is actually a slight improvement from last week. And anytime you're able to make any kind of improvement when you're about halfway through the season, which means there's a lot of data, a lot of numbers that you have to really overcome to improve those ratings, the fact that they've had little upticks in both of those, not necessarily a bad thing, and hopefully a harbinger of good things to come. As far as betting on the Trailblazers, after covering in five of their six games, the Blazers have gone one and two in their last three games versus the spread. They were five-point underdogs versus San Antonio and lost by 16. They were six-point underdogs versus the Chicago Bulls and lost by eight. And then there were five-and-a-half-point underdogs versus Philadelphia, ended up winning that game by 24. So they dropped two games versus the spread in the row, San Antonio, Chicago, before bouncing back with a victory versus the Philadelphia Sixers. They were five-and-a-half-point favorites, even with all the players they had missing. Trailblazers go out, win that game by 24 points. Portland is now 22 and 25 versus the spread this season, which is far better than their 14 and 33 record versus NBA teams this season. And by the way, if you are listening to this before Wednesday night's game versus the Milwaukee Bucks, the Blazers 11 point underdogs to the Milwaukee Bucks. That line has moved about a point and a half, I believe. I think I saw it initially at 9.5 is now up to 11. So if you are listening to this before that game, now you know. And let's go ahead and hear from Damian Lillard, one of my former co-workers and good friends, was able to get Dame after shoot-around Wednesday morning at the Moda Center to talk about the emotions of his return coming back home to Portland. Important to remember, too, that Portland is Damian Lillard's home. It's not just a place he played basketball. It's not the place he plays basketball anymore, but it is his home. 
also talk to him about the reaction he's gotten from the community since returning and what is next for Damian Lillard. I really appreciate one shout out to the Bucks for making some time Two, and shout out to Dame for really carving out some time for a lot of people. He's in town. He's trying to see his family. Luckily, the way the schedule shook out, as you're going to hear, he's had a little more time at home than he would have had otherwise. But still, the guy could come home and basically not do anything until his pregame. Dame has always done a great job of making time for the media and for the fans. And that is exactly what he's done since his return to Portland. We don't really talk about the game because again, the game is the game. We just more talk about his thoughts about coming back to Portland, not so much his thoughts about his time with the Trailblazers. So let's go ahead and hear from Damian Lillard. I think you're going to enjoy it. I really appreciate you making the time, Dame. Well, Dave, first off, welcome back. Um, just how, how's it been so far for you? What have been the emotions like? Uh, just being back? Yeah. It's been cool. You know, I think um, me coming back to play, I think the basketball part of it has just been made bigger by, like, media and stuff like that. But my family live here, you know, my kids here. So just coming back and being able to be in my house, drop my son off at school. I had my kid's birthday party yesterday. So just doing all of those things um, is what this was about for me, like just being home a couple of days. So um, it's been great so far. Yeah, I think that's a part that people maybe don't recognize or don't realize is that this is your home. Like yeah. this is this is where you live. Yeah. And so in a lot of ways, you're right. It's I mean, the basketball is a big part of it. But it's like for you, this is like I get to go home for a bit. For sure. That's that's what it was. Go home for a couple of days. Uh, my kid's birthday was a week and a week and some change ago, so you know it just it lined up perfectly to where I could plan a birthday party. I can be at home a couple of days. Um, we played Denver the day before yesterday, so I could fly in right after the game, spend the day yesterday. Today is the game day. We stand over to tomorrow, so it was just it just lined up perfectly. So it was like I said, it was more about those things and the opportunity to get that time than anything else. How how has the first couple of months been for you with Milwaukee? Uh, It's been good. You know, I think um, it's definitely an adjustment, you know, playing with another star player, Mm -hmm. um, being new to a situation that's um, had success and playing for a new head coach, now changing into another head coach, um, being far away from from my kids, being away from my family, you know, it's just been a lot, um, a lot of moving parts at at once. So I just been trying to, um, you know, just keep working through that process and you know, focusing on the game uh, to the best of my ability. And we win a lot of games. And um, from experience, I know that it's you know it's about the journey of the season. You know, I've been in a situation a lot of times where. I had these big nights and these big stretches during the regular season. And then I'm also at home sometimes in the middle of the second round. Like, man, like those days seem like they were so long ago. You know what I mean? It don't feel so important right now that it's eight teams left playing. So, um, you know, I can appreciate this part of it because now I feel like I'm being positioned to, you know, be there in the end. Absolutely. Uh, what's the reaction been like from, from fans here in Portland since you've been back and or just kind of in your, in the lead up to you coming back? Uh, it's just been so much bigger than my basketball play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think uh, my presence in the community um, on a regular basis, not doing events and, you know, cameras being there. I think I've just crossed paths with so many people and um, been a part of so many things um, that just happened in time and just, you know, happened to be things that I participated in. Um combined with what I was able to do in the Trailblazers uniform, you know, I think it just touched a lot of people. You know, I think who I am 
really settled in with a lot of people here. And I think that's what um, was appreciated and loved the most. So I think it's been that type of reception. You know, it's just like, man, we miss you. You know what I'm saying? Like, forget how many points you scored, all that stuff. Like, we miss having you be a part of us and living here and things like that. And I think as a person, as a professional athlete, that's what you you appreciate the most, you know. Um, a lot of times you leave a place and people, like, get mad. You yeah. know, it's the, the, the fanatic part of them takes over. And I think because of the relationship I have with the city and the, the fans here, it hasn't, it hasn't been that. Uh, so just to wrap up too, like what's kind of your, your hopes going forward? Like, I mean, obviously I know you, you want to have a chance to compete for a championship. It seems like you have that opportunity, but just kind of a broader view, like what, what's, what's next for Damian Lillard? Uh, you know, I think right now is just to um, embrace the, the season of life that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I've had a lot of success, obviously, in my, in my career and in my life. You know, I've done well. Last night I was at my kid's party. And I just looked at, you know, how many of my cousins and, you know, my mom and my dad and my nephews and my kids and my close friends and all of the people that were there and, you know, what they're doing in their lives. And they all have done their own work and things like that. But I was able to see like what how I've used my platform and my success to kind of lift up the people around me and create our lives to being what it is now. And um, to be able to do that. You know, that comes with with a big load. You know, it comes with a, a burden sometimes. And it's also a, a major blessing. And I see that um, for me to have all of those things come to life and to have, you know, this type of uh, situation that I've created is going to come with some with some blowback. You know what I mean? You're going to have some days that are, are harder and you'll have some moments that are more trying and challenging. And I think, you know, going through a divorce, being away from my kids, um, having to, you know, learn to play in another system and, you know, struggling a little bit on the court to like just be the best version of myself all the time, being criticized, you know, all of these things that are happening. I feel like it's just a, a different season for me that I have to embrace because I know I'm going to see the other side of it. And I also got to, you know, keep that perspective of what I'm, I'm ultimately blessed, you know, for a lot of the things I've had accomplished and, you know, what I've created around me. So um, it's opportunity for growth. And I, I'm happy that I'm mature enough to see it as yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? And I can embrace it for that reason. Great stuff there from Dame. It's always nice to talk to Dame. We've stayed in touch since he's been in Milwaukee. It's fun to see him going on and having success someplace else, even though there is obviously a twinge of sadness when there's someone who is such a big part of your organization and part of your life really moves on somewhere else. But it was time. And I think everyone kind of realized that. And so I I hope we all look back on the time, not so much what could have been, but just appreciating what it was. Blazers trying to put themselves on a path to success right now by going a different direction. I think most people realize that while that was a hard decision, it is also the right decision. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase. Thank you so much for joining me, as always. Blazers versus Bucks Wednesday night. Then the Blazers head to Denver for two games versus the Nuggets on Friday and Sunday. Then they have three days off, which is kind of odd for this point in time in the season, particularly so close to the All-Star weekend to have three days off. But hey, we'll take them before hosting the Pistons on February 8th. Then the Blazers host the Pelicans and two games versus the Timberwolves before the All-Star break. Quite a bit of time at home in the month of February. Chance to get guys healthy, chance to get a little rest during the break and see if not so much if they can go on a run in the second half of the season, but just to see if they can start playing the kind of basketball that they would have liked to play earlier in the season if injuries hadn't negated that. Thank you so much for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. Go ahead and check out the Blazers' balcony 
and section 113 with Michael and Travis. You can find all the information on how to subscribe to those podcasts on trailblazers.com slash podcasts. And also shout out to everyone who came out to the gallery show featuring Bruce Ely's and mine photos of Damien Lillard. The Dame Was Here exhibit at Camp Gallery. Really appreciate you guys coming out for that. It was really heartening to see the, the reaction. And really, anytime that more than 10 people show up to anything that I actually do, I always am shocked by it. So I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for joining us. Talk to you later. Go Blazers.